We turn to the economy section for this morning's JMS Focus topic. China has banned U.S. memory chip giant Micron from key infrastructure projects, saying products made by the U.S. firm are a national security risk. Is it a tit-for-tat move? It marks China's first major move against a U.S. chipmaker, as tensions intensify between Beijing and Washington over semiconductor technology now crucial to economies around the world. For a deeper look into the issue and its potential impact on South Korean firms, we're joined by Professor Yang Jun-suk at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Young. Morning. Uh, let's begin with some background information. China's ban on Micron is widely seen as a return of export controls. It is perhaps expected as it follows Washington's sweeping export controls imposed on China last October, seeking to curtail China's access to advanced semiconductor technology. Can you first maybe provide us with a background where China's offensive comes from? Okay, well, I think it's better described not as U.S. Uh, export control, but uh, Chinese import ban. Now, United States has been pressuring China's semiconductor and IT industries for years now since the uh, Trump administration. It restricted sales of Huawei products uh, and restricts uh, use of uh, ch- uh, services, IT services, uh, from Chinese firms, but the most famous is the uh, TikTok. Uh, with the uh, Chips Act, the U- U.S. is limiting chips using advanced technologies from Ch- uh, China, and it's restricting investment into China uh, for semiconductors, res- uh, restricting flows of machinery and technologies uh, te- uh, capable of making the latest and further next generations of semiconductors. So uh, China was bound to engage in some type of retaliation, and Micron in this case is it. Uh, China has accused Micron of being a security risk and banned the use of Micron chips from key infrastructure projects. Mm. This is a similar, uh, similar accusation that U.S. has made on five-way products. And again, uh, the uh, United States has banned Huawei uh, products being used in key infrastructure uh, projects and on gov- use by government. Uh, so uh, this is very similar to uh, the uh, type of accusation that United States has made against uh, Huawei. Uh, it does seem like the uh, China is sort of uh, reflecting what the U.S. has done uh, to a, a lot of major uh, IT manufacturers and uh, pro- service providers uh, from China. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, United States Department of Commerce and National Security Agencies, uh, as well as uh, other U.S. politicians, have stated that the Chinese accusation that the uh, Micron products are not safe, uh, not secure, has no basis, mm-hmm. and the ban was made without any justification. And again, they are saying that this retaliation for recent United States policy moves to restrict technologies to China and limit sales of Chinese IT products in the United States. Mm. And these American officials uh, are saying uh, that they will uh, not stand for it. Uh, so it's basically uh, chi- uh, thought of as Chinese retaliation for what U.S. has done for the last couple of years. Uh, But the United States feels that uh, unlike uh, their uh, moves against Chinese companies, 
uh, this particular uh, Chinese uh, ban on Micron uh, is unwarranted because, mm. well, Micron products are secure. Uh, the next question is actually perhaps a two-part question. First, I want to talk a little bit about market share Micron in China as, as to gauge how much of an impact this might have on the company, uh, the expected impact of the company's exit from China's chip market, uh, and also the fact that some analyze that the ban on Micron could backfire, at least in the short run, as China will have to desperately search to uh, f- search for other alternatives, essentially companies to fill that very void. Well, the uh, Micron's market share in uh, China is thought to be smaller than Samsung Hynix and various uh, Taiwanese uh, semiconductor manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Uh, China has been replacing foreign semiconductors with domestically produced semiconductors for the uh, last few years, especially for less advanced uh, semiconductors. While the exact share of Micron share in Chinese uh, semiconductor markets are not clear. According to Reuters, the uh, share of companies, including Korean, Chinese, and Japanese companies in 2022, was only 11. Uh, was uh, uh, only 11 percent for NAND memory chips, uh, 18 percent for VRAMs. Uh, so the uh, American share is part of this. Uh, as I said, this share excludes Korean, Chinese, and Japanese companies. So European uh, and American companies altogether account for maybe only about 11 and 18 percent of the uh, uh, memory market. Uh, Korean shares were 41 percent and 61 percent for NAND uh, chips and DRAMs, respectively, though the uh, share has been falling in recent years. And the share of Chinese companies are 21 percent for NAND and 15 percent for DRAMs. Uh, so uh, the uh, American uh, market share is thought to be not that large, and uh, that's partially the reason why uh, the uh, Ch- uh, China felt relatively confident that uh, they could probably live without Micron products. Mm. Uh, and uh, Micron has stated to CNN that uh, the uh, ban will significantly reduce its revenues uh, about 10%, mm. uh, but analysts believe that the hit will be smaller uh, since the uh, ban technically applies only to sensitive infrastructure projects such as government-run servers. Mm. And Reuters has also uh, somewhat disputed the uh, Micron claims. Uh, on uh, They have researched recent government procurement uh of Micron chips, and the uh, Chinese government had substantially reduced purchases of Micron products since 2020. They have replaced them with domestically produced chips or chips from SK Hynix. Uh, So in the uh, last three years, China has only purchased Micron chips on four occasions, and those for use in regional uh, weather offices. so Micron seems to have been selected for retaliation uh, because its uh, products, mostly memory chips, are relatively easily replaceable. China continues to import uh, chips that it cannot make, like graphics chips uh, from NVIDIA and CPU chips from Intel, as well as service from Dell. Uh, so, micro, uh, so the uh, hit on the uh, Chinese government, Chinese uh, the domestic market will probably not be that big. Uh, the uh, big question, though, is 
uh, while uh, Micron will be shut out from the uh, government market, uh, whether uh, its other uh, customers uh, will reduce uh, purchases of Micron products as well. Uh, now, there's also questions on uh, whether uh, how will they replace the uh, Micron chips. Uh, Chinese firm Yangtze Memory Technologies Company, or YMTC, may be able to supply some of the uh, demand for NAND chi- uh, flash chips, but there is no uh, Chinese company producing DRAM chips, though uh, Samsung Electronics and Hynix uh, are major suppliers of memory chips for China, and they both have uh, production capacities in the uh, China, in China itself. Mm. Uh, so uh, China has been heavily implying that the uh, Korean firms uh, can make up the difference that comes from Micron. So, of course, that raises the question of whether Samsung and SK can expand its capacity to uh, supply more of these chips in, in China. The big question, again, comes down to how South Korean chip makers should position themselves once again caught in the crossfire of U.S.-China chip war. It's, from where I stand, it seems that it would be beneficial for Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix to fill that void, cash in on the band. But given other geopolitical circumstances, it's not really that simple, is it? So I want to ask you, as an economics professor, what do you think would be the wise strategy for South Korea? Okay, well, the, uh, some U.S. politicians have warned that Korean firms should not replace uh, the uh, demand for um, micron chips by the uh, Chinese uh, government and customers. Uh, but, and there has been some reports that uh, said that U.S. government has warned Korea as well, though uh, both Korean government and the United government are uh, saying uh, that uh, they did not issue uh, such uh, request for Korean firms to reduce uh, exports to China. Uh, but because both Samsung and Hynix have uh, production facilities in China, they may be able to increase production in those facilities, which would technically not count as exports, yeah. uh, but it's not clear uh, whether Samsung and Hynix can expand production since expansion is limited by the existing facilities and capacities, as well as the provision of the uh, U.S. CHIPS Act. Remember that during the pandemic, we found that it's not really uh, easy to quickly ramp up production of semiconductors which is partially why we had those shortages during the pandemic years. Uh, also, uh, note that the uh, Samsung and Hynix does have large inventories in Korea uh, because uh, exports of China this year has fallen below expectations. And be- this large inventory that's held in Korea may be one reason why some U.S. politicians are com- uh, concerned about Korea increasing its ex- exports uh, to replace uh, micron demand, uh, but uh, note also note that any uh, shortages in semiconductors in China would lead to rising prices of uh, pr- goods produced in China, including those exported to the United States, which in turn would affect U.S. inflation rates. So mm-hmm. it's not really clear how much U.S. government wants uh, the uh, semiconductor shortages to exist in the United States, especially for uh, non-government usage. Uh, for, uh, so uh, the uh, United, government, uh, United States government obviously do not want inflation to rise mm-hmm. in the United States. 
which may happen if the uh, their prices of imported goods from China goes up. Mm. Uh, now, foreign relations academics in the United States have come out on the side of the uh, United States saying that Korea should restrain, restrain, excuse me, uh, additional exports to China. But a lot of those exports are also saying that if Korea does uh, follow the uh, U.S. uh, desire, perhaps, that uh, Korea does not increase uh, exports to China for semiconductors, then it should get some kind of concessions from the United States. Mm. And the United States should provide at least some uh, indirect compensation. Uh, but also note that in recent weeks, you have uh, CEOs from U.S. IT firms mm-hmm. such as Elon Musk of Tesla and Tim Cook from Apple uh, visiting China and saying that uh, they will not give up the Chinese market. So uh, at least symbolically, uh, if the United States insists that the uh, Korea should not take advantage of opportunities in the Chinese market, uh, the United States should order the same thing uh, mm. for U.S. manufacturers as well. Uh, if uh, they feel comfortable in saying Korea should not uh, export more IT products to China, then Korea should insist that it, even if perhaps it's only symbolic, the mm. uh, United States should also say to American firms, uh, they do have some memory chip makers other than Micron, that they should not increase their exports to China as well, uh, so that uh, we, uh, at least from the uh, point of view of Korean public, mm-hmm. it seems that this type of export restrictions on the United States should be uh, up, uh, applied not only to Korean firms, but for uh, firms of other countries as well. But it, clearly it's not in Apple or Tesla's interest, right? I just did a quick research and, and it revealed to me that China accounts for around 17% of Apple sales and 23% of Tesla's revenue. It, it makes a pretty significant market for both American companies. So could those rules that's extended to South Korea and other allies be also extended to local American companies? We'll have to wait and see. Until now, it seems that they haven't uh, kept these IT firms in check. Our last question of the day, Professor Yang, while the Yun administration has technically ended Korea's strategic ambiguity between the U.S. and China taking bolder signs in Washington, many economists warn that Korea should carefully calculate its gains and losses. Clearly, that's what the U.S. has done, too. They point out that the exemption granted to Samsung and SK from U.S. export controls on China could end at any time. And they also question how much Korean firms got in return for their record level of investments in the U.S. So what are your thoughts on this view? Okay, well, both United States and China will remain major trading partners for Korea. Uh, the uh, research shows that the biggest factor determining trade volume is GDP and distance. And since the uh, U.S. and China are the two largest uh, countries in terms of GDP, uh, and China is closer to Korea than the United States, uh, the uh, China will likely remain Korea's most important trading partner, though the uh, share in Korean trade may go down a bit from where it is right now. Uh, so obviously, Korea needs to make efforts to export to other large countries like India, Brazil, and Indonesia comes to mind, though India and Brazil, uh, they're traditionally reluctant to open their market to more trade, so it'll be difficult. Uh, but if Korea really is serious about Uh, trying to find other destinations for Korean products. These are the countries that Korea should be looking at. Personally, uh, now, for uh, 
semiconductor industry investment in the United States. Uh, it personally, it's not clear whether the United States will be completely successful in establishing a production base in the United States for semiconductors, especially for less expensive chips like memory chips. There, there's reasons why production of those chips moved out of the United States into other countries, such as high cost uh, regulations. Although some people are saying that it's actually uh, easier to build factories in the United States because uh, they have less regulation. But still, mm -hmm. uh, those type of high costs were the reasons why the uh, chip manufacturing moved to Taiwan and Korea. Uh, as, uh, and the United States is said to have uh, shortages of qualified personnel to man these factories that Korea and Taiwan are uh, building in the United States. Now there were times, also there were times in the past when Korean firms invested in the United States to produce products in the United States. Electronics comes to mind. Uh, mm. That was done to bypass U.S. trade barriers, but in the end, operating in the United States proved to be too expensive. So those firms shut down some of those uh, production capacities, uh, and even the United States electronics makers. Uh, moved a lot of their production to China, which is why we have this problem in the first place, as well as Mexico and Vietnam. Uh, so for now, Korean firms have a lot of leverage in the United States as well. There's not that many alternatives to Korean firms if the United States does want the production facilities in the semiconductors in the United States. Basically, for semiconductors, or at least large uh, uh, large uh, semiconductor companies. It's basically mm -hmm. Samsung, Hynix, and Taiwanese TSMC. Uh, so both United States and Korea does have some uh, leverage against each other. Um, but recently, because of the high inflation in the United States, uh, the value of subsidies have uh, gone down. Uh, and the uh, cost of maintaining the uh, factories in the United States have gone up. And that's Partially, uh, why Samsung and Hynix uh, may be delaying some of their investment. Uh, they may need to look at that investment again to see how profitable it will be mm -hmm. and uh, whether they would need any further assistance if uh, Samsung and Hynix is to uh, be profitable in making products in the United States. Thank you very much, Dr. Young, for your expertise this morning. Uh, happy holidays. We'll see you next week. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.